Really have any idea what we're doing, so you're gonna have to no. bear with us. <laughs> it's gonna be like this for the first little while. Yeah, probably until we get our footing. But yeah, um, tell us who you are, guys. <laughs> I'm here. I'm joined. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's, it's all ruined. You ruined it. Yeah. It's all over. Just cancel it. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm here joined by Kynek and Altered Zangi. I'm uh, I'm I'm Kynek, hello. And I'm Altered or Zangi, whatever. And I'm Kolbara. We're all TF artists on FA and Twitter and elsewhere. Like I I wanted to say prominent. I'd hope we're prominent, but I'm not. <laughs> no one thinks they are. Yeah. You're, no, you're, bo you're both so much better than me. Oh. <laughs> Until you find the one person that's like, yeah, I'm prominent, I'm awesome, no, I, I'm the most popular. I actually am the best artist, uh, so take some, take some yeah. notes. They're all really friendly people, <laughs> people who talk like that. So, oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> but yeah, so what? I guess yeah. I'll... Oh my god. There's going to be some growing so, pains. It's going to be okay. Uh, let's do our best. Come on. That's what editing is for. And we'll, we'll find a rhythm. Like, it's okay. Yeah. It really is. Like, any stuttering or anything is totally fine. I can go first if you guys are all right with that. Sure. sure. Okay. Um, yeah, so the TF Tuesday podcast is something we'd been talking about for a long time. Um. There's been other TF podcasts, but we wanted to make one ourselves because uh, I suppose we all, three of us, eventually four of us, maybe it depends. We'll um, had a lot of had a lot to say about TF, and well, every time we brought the idea up with others, the other people seemed really genuinely excited about the idea. Yeah, man. And, like uh, the the thing about uh, TF is that there there have been and podcasts is that there have been attempts at making a podcast centered around this before, but they never seem to get past, like, nine episodes. Uh, so I, I personally, and I know you both as well, really want to make oh, yeah. a podcast that is, like, genuinely dedicated to it uh, and that that is able to be listened to more than nine times before it ends. So as long as we get to ten episodes, then we can just give up. Yeah, we'll quit it. <laughs> yeah, jo job's done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Collect paycheck. Woo. Oh wait. <laughs> yeah, it's also but... pro bono. Like, uh, it would be cool to uh, be paid, but also that's—I don't think the reason anybody here is doing it. Not at all. But if anyone wants to buy me a coffee, I'd appreciate it, because I was literally starving this morning. Oh. Aww. But, uh, but, uh, yeah, cool yeah. <laughs> We're also doing okay. this over the internet, which means that there's going to be a lot of us interrupting each other, so that's probably going to be something we have to get used to as well. 
especially since we, you know the different time zones and all there may or may not be lag that we're unaware of but yes as, i'm on the complete opposite end of the planet to you two as time goes on uh, we will know when to talk and when not to talk it just kind of happens exactly as you said uh growing pains it's all good but uh let's see well uh well we're supposed to be introducing ourselves <laughs> yeah that's what i was gonna do i was gonna ask uh you altered like uh what do you you know how did you get your start in TF, and what interests you about it, I guess? Because it's such a varied subject, and so many people are into it for different reasons. I think that's going to be one of the fun things about this, is learning what certain people are into, yeah. and what makes them tick. If you ask anybody, like, what got them into this sort of thing, their, like, origin story is always, it's always different, but it's still, like, really similar. And it usually just boils down to, I was, I was a small child, and I saw a weird thing on TV... And I couldn't stop thinking about it, and I went crazy. <laughs> so uh, it's true, corrupted. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, basically, that's the same with me. So, uh, uh, I I very yeah. specifically remember watching two things, which were Jake Long American Dragon, and the episode of SpongeBob where he turned into a snail. And then ever <laughs> since then, I have not been able to get it out of my head, and I've just been progressing deeper and deeper into this into this hole. And now I'm here. Like when I was, uh, I was like a toddler, even like three or four, maybe five years old. I, it's like one of my earliest memories. I was walking around in an arcade back when arcades still existed, uh, cause I'm old. And, uh, <laughs> there was a altered beast, uh, arcade machine that was just going on like the video loop, uh, over and over, you know? And I just got like hypnotized by watching this dude like collect power orbs and then his like shirt would burst off. And then he would, like, turn into a werewolf or a dragon. And it had this whole, like, TF sequence, like, up close with his face changing and everything. And something about it just, like, just, like, dug itself into my brain as a child. I just couldn't stop thinking about it. Like, like what would that feel like? Like, that looked really cool, you know? And he wasn't, like, a bad guy or whatever. He was the good guy, you know? And uh, it made that, him... It, that's such a huge thing. Yeah, you know, and it made him stronger. And it was, like a like, a positive thing, you know? Like... Because there's transformations and stuff in, like, kids' cartoons and stuff from that age. But most of them are like, oh, no, this is awful, you know. But, uh, like, I never I never really felt that way. Anytime I saw that on, on TV, I was like, that that looks like, that looks really cool, you know. Like, uh, Anytime it wasn't a purely negative thing, it, it stuck with you. It stuck with me. And I think there's... It stuck with me anyway. <laughs> even when... It, well, it, when it was negative, too. Even when it's supposed to be horrifying, I think there's a little bit of, like, fascination with it, you know? You watch any, like, werewolf movie, and nobody wants the change to be, like, quick and, like, in the shadows or whatever. Even people that are grossed out by it are like, well, no, they should show it and put a lot of effort into it. It's kind of the big climax, like, the special effects, you know? It's really important. I want to see it, you know? Yeah, man. And, uh, you know, even if you don't like it, you're kind of, like, like, at least a little interested in how crazy it can be and intense it is you know yeah i'd argue that the the horrifying tfs are actually some of the most fascinating like especially when you're a kid i mean i've told this story to both uh you kind of and altered but like uh my aunt holds halloween parties because like 
she holds really, really ornate Halloween parties because she's kind of loaded. She's like the only relative of mine that has any money whatsoever. But uh, I do, like, oh man, she dressed. I don't remember that you telling this. Okay, yeah, keep, keep, keep going. Oh really? Okay, shoot. Um, she dresses up as Corella Deville, and she actually looks just like her. So Sweet. props to her. <laughs> but um, oh, and side trivia: she had two statues of dogs from Ghostbusters in her house, like custom made. She's loaded. Oh, but damn. anyway. She uh, had a showing of, or, or actually it just came on the TV, American Werewolf in London, which I know is like the classic TF coming-of-age story. But she had it on the TV, and there were a lot of younger kids at the party, like nine-year-olds around that age. And for some reason, they were letting all the kids watch it. I think it's awesome that they were letting, it watch it, letting them watch it. <laughs> I would have been but... so fucking scared of that movie as a kid. <laughs> I know. I know, right? <laughs> but sometimes these scary things as kids are what really stick with you, uh, like TF. But um, they when the transformation scene came on, like these were all ADD, ADHD kids that couldn't focus, were running all over the place, like high on sugar from Halloween, and you could not take their eyes off the screen for even a second while that transformation was going on. And they were staring harder than they've ever stared in their life, probably. I mean, I've kind of found that people really do find TF fascinating, even like non-furries. I don't know. I'd be curious what you guys think on that. I mean, I haven't. I'll, I think I have the least experience with this here. Like, I uh, compared. I mean, relatively, I'm still pretty new to all of this. There, um, in my own experience, the only time I have seen people who might not be furries become interested in transformation is if they're a close friend of mine and I've kind of talked about it too much around them or <laughs> or they're like uh, somebody who's like trans and there's kind of a lot of similarities between uh, species and gender transformation like I'm not trans myself so I can't speak for that but uh, it, the conversations right, yeah. I've had with people from that community have been very enlightening for sure. At the very least, there's a connection of, uh, I wish my body wasn't like this. It would be so much nicer if I was this instead. And yeah. I think even quote unquote normal people will like feel that in some way, you know? Absolutely. And not even from some of the trans people I've talked to, like, this is a huge generalization because when you talk like this, it always is. But like, that not even understanding fully yourself and why you feel the way you do, you just kind of know you feel that way that it like brings yeah. about a, not satisfaction but like i don't know there's a desire there that's kind of unexplainable there is there is a big part of me that kind of still feels like it's a bit weird and uh and like wrong and i try to like sometimes after a particularly like yucky day i'm like why do I feel like this? I just want to be normal, even though that's yeah. There's really no such thing as a normal normal person, you know. Like there's, I yeah. I, I do feel like there's something inside of everybody that makes them like think about things a certain way, you know. But uh, I definitely know how you feel, though. Like 
when I was when I was a little kid and I was like extra super like excited about this stuff anytime I saw it, you know, I, I kind of learned very quickly like, oh, if I ask people about this uh, subject, uh, they get really yes. qu quiet and they don't want to talk to me anymore, you know. Like yeah, uh, it's all it's always the interesting stuff. <laughs> like one of my cringiest memories is like my my. Uh, there was some get together at my house of just boring adults, and I I went up to this lady I didn't even know as a little kid. And I I just straight up asked her like, uh, if if you turned into a werewolf, do you think it would tickle or feel bad? <laughs> nice. <laughs> and she she, and she just like she just like stared at me, and I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. It, yeah, man. And uh, <laughs> the um, and as. As the years went on, the internet was created. Uh, the the furry hate bandwagon of the early two thousands kind of cemented that idea in me of like, oh, this is stupid, and I should never ever talk about this to anyone because I'm a bad person, you know. And I'm really grateful that that has honestly like died down in recent years. And furries are just kind of seen as like weird but harmless, and you know, actually kind of cool in a lot of ways, you know. And there's so much worse uh, groups out there that actually do harm, you know. Yes. That uh, I think younger younger furries and newer artists like don't have that sort of like intense shame cloud over them. Yeah. Like like I've had to deal with, and I, I, I'm always going to feel a little bit. With I've, you know, I've had to deal with it. I mean, you've been dealing with my shit for how long? Yeah, yeah. I feel like I joined at like the exact right time where things started to calm down a little bit. Because uh, yeah. that was definitely never a thing while I've been a part of the community um at least not actively when i was much younger i know it was a lot more dramatic than it is now very much i remember it still hangs over me in my head and i'll, I'll be frank i've had success i've had support from a lot of really kind people and acceptance but almost like being well almost like a lot of social phobias were treated badly for a long time like when I was young, I was so afraid of anyone finding out of what I actually liked. Uh, I was probably more afraid than most people would be. And, like, I drew all these drawings in my notebooks, and I, I would draw them in my private time and go into the bathroom and wet them down under the faucet and yeah. flush them. <laughs> I used to draw like, stuff in a notebook, and then, like, the emo little fucking teenager I was, I would get, a like, a, a, a ceramic bowl... And then I'd crunch up the paper that I drew, like, a transformation on, and I put it in the bowl, and then I lit a fucking match, and I stared into the fire, and then I dropped the match into the bowl, and I let it burn. Cool ritual, bro. Yeah, so fucking emo. <laughs> I mean, I did, I did the same thing, but I, I, I threw them away in the trash can. <laughs> yeah, the but normal, the normal way my, of doing it. Yeah, the normal. My, my mother was the type to just have a, like semi-weekly rummage through my room and backpack and everything that I own just to see if I was up to anything. Yeah, and uh, like that didn't even... So yeah. I did yeah. I did not hang on to any weird drawings uh, that I did very early that on. That didn't even cause... happen to me. I just had this... Su I had such a paranoid fear that, like, the garbage collector man would see <laughs> what I was drawing and then go and tell my mother for some reason. Uh. Dude, if... I, I'm just poking fun, but if, if the garbage collector cares that much about you, then you got some other problems yeah. going on with the garbage collector. I know. Like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, good stuff.
Uh, and I'm happy to say, like, no one has ever actually, like, like yelled at me for being a weirdo or said I'm a freak or anything. Like, maybe a couple of people over the years have been, like, kind of annoying ass hat, you know, jerks. But it's it was just kind of people being jerks, you know, like, in general, the community and just everyone around it has been, like, insanely accepting and really, really kind and supportive. Absolutely. Like, un- unbelievably so, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I have to say, the TF community has, like, I was a part of the furry community a little bit before I came out about my TF interest, I'll say. And the amount of support from the TF community has just been absurd. And I'm, I'm sure the entire furry community is generous for the most part. I mean, I know it is. But I'm just saying the TF community has been very kind to me. And I so. really appreciate that. Um, um, yeah, actually, no. I, I know we didn't really, because, because I think everyone's been a bit nervous, we didn't really, like, properly introduce who we are <laughs> and what we do. Uh, we did yeah, not. You're right. Yeah, you're I think we're a little more relaxed now, though, yeah, so I think maybe we can try it again. calm down a bit from that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm Kynig, and I've been drawing transformation mostly of lizards since like 2018 uh so i i and amphibians and amphibians and some birds uh and i also (laughs) really like paws which you're gonna hear a lot of probably uh yes don't don't do that uh don't don't scare off people on our first episode (laughs) okay Um, okay i'll be good i've been doing this the least amount of time out of everybody here and that's me. I'm also a kobold. And well, a blue. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm altered Zangi. I prefer to be called Zangi, but I'm altered on FA. Uh, just because Zangi was already taken at the time. Rude. Uh, I started I started doing this in uh, 2012, so it's been uh, almost... Uh, wait, hang on. What year is it? Uh, yeah, it's been almost 10 years of... Uh, drawing transformation stuff and I never intended to actually become an artist. I just, I got really annoyed that the one thing I wanted to see, just no one would ever draw it or commission it. Literally same. And it was just like, yeah, like I just, I wanted to yeah. see a TF art of this one specific Pokemon. Cause I was a little kind of obsessed with it at the time. And I was just like, screw it. I'm going to draw it then. I don't care how much I suck, you know? And surprisingly people actually liked it. And there were like people, you know, of course the, Whenever there's a new artist, there's a, a swarm of hopeful people like, hey, can you draw this for me? Can you draw this for me? And yeah. I was so flattered and kind of shocked at the time. I was like, okay. You know, and I I drew a bunch of TF comics and sequences and stuff for lots of people, and it just kind of took off. Uh, it kind of surprised me. Uh, I didn't intend for any of this to happen, honestly. I don't think anybody did. I certainly didn't. I, I posted, yeah, it's like, kind of... I... Never... Yeah. Is it ever someone's plan? No. You know? I, I don't think so. I posted my first picture and I was like, I'm probably going to do this for a couple of weeks. Well, hey, maybe uh, maybe we can make that different with this podcast and make people like, hey, I want to be a TF artist as my chosen life path and it will be lucrative. Before this, I dabbled in uh, web comics of different kinds like Sprite Comics and uh, most, most notably, I did the uh, Christian Humber Reloaded uh, fan comic of like the world's worst fanfic but like really 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 funny and i wanted to just 
adapt as much of it as I could in like as as serious a comic as I could draw, which wasn't very serious because I sucked. But uh, that went on for a pretty long time, and in a very very small section of the internet, actually got pretty popular. That was a long time ago, though. Uh, but I've I've way past surpassed anything I did before I started drawing TF art with how much TF art I've drawn now, like hundreds and hundreds of comic pages. And yeah. I've I've slowed down in recent years due to uh, the troubles, but I'm still doing my best. And I like to consider myself kind of a generic, like I can draw anything type guy. You know, I I got I got certain things that I like, and like I I like certain kinds of uh, species because they're just more fun to draw. You know, but I try to be as well rounded as I can. Sure, uh, that's it for me. Okay, uh, I'm Colbara. I'm an artist on FA and Twitter, like I said. Um, I guess I got my start way back in the day, both from a combination of media that I watched, like cartoons and all that kind of comics I read and stuff like that. Uh, I'd say one of the earliest memories I have of something in media was a Breath of Fire, uh, the transformations in that game when the main character, the protagonist, turns into a dragon. They're not even yeah. that detailed, but just the way you could see his shape and his outline changing and how it looked almost it looked very intense for him and but then he was like a beautiful dragon and just that stuck in my mind so hard i loved that game as a kid and just the idea of he could just do that whenever he felt like it and he could just like be a dragon if he wanted to and it wasn't a big deal you know you could just do it at will and very uh, jealous yeah i I can see how can, that can lodge into your brain for, like a lot. Yeah, seriously, and to both of you, because like what you said about the jealousy thing, I felt that jealousy even though I, even as a kid, I knew it was impossible. So I was jealous. I didn't understand it. It was something that stuck with me, and I don't know how. I didn't know how to put it. So it's something that spurred me on to explore it more and more and more. Uh, the other half of it was. Like, I've never been a super prolific, dreamery type person, but back when I was younger, I did have not even, like, an overwhelming amount of TF dreams or anything. Just a few experiences and a couple of dreams led to me to really be interested in it as well. And uh, it kind of went from there. Uh, I started drawing since forever, and my drawings all sucked. I started taking it seriously probably around like sophomore year of high school and it's been a long process. Uh, I had a different path from you altered. I pretty much hid every bit of my drawing for most of my life until I was, I don't know, early mid twenties. And ever since I opened up with it, it's been an amazing experience. Um, I draw, I'm kind of also able, or like, I like to think of myself as an everyman with TF. I can draw a lot of things, or at least I try to. I do have an affinity for dragons, though. Um, always have. And lately, it's been a lot of, like, Pokemon I've been really enjoying. But I also... It's probably my fault. It's what? That's probably my fault. <laughs> yeah, you've had a huge influence on that. Like, I never thought I'd like it earlier, but it's just been something that's grown on my mind. 
and uh, also like kind of I'm into like lizards and reptiles and amphibians and yes. things like that very much very much but I am being fun a... things <laughs> oh go ahead I'm being a bit quiet right now because there is a crow outside my window <laughs> and I'm trying I'm trying to like make sure that it is not being annoying so I keep muting myself well like he doesn't. It, it doesn't sound as loud as it normally does. That's good. Uh, yeah, I don't think you need to worry too much. He's a friend. He's a good girlfriend. It, it's, it sounds a lot more faint than it did on your uh, other okay. microphone. Well, I'm gonna leave it then. We we have now a guest, the first ever guest on the podcast. Crow outside my window. Yes. They've already transformed though, so they're not gonna be able to talk no. very much. Yeah, that's true. We'll leave it to the audience to guess who it is. If I can just introduce a topic I'm or whatever. Gonna... <laughs> of course it goes crazy now. Uh, you know, like, furry art is, like, super popular. You know, most people know at least about his existence, you know. And uh, you can have narrative in furry art of in, like, stories of characters, like, in, like long-running comics even. But uh, I find, like, most, most, like, normal furry art is just, like, here's my character. He looks cool or, like. You know, I, I drew this and made him look as like awesome as I could. You know, but uh, TF, like by its very definition, has kind of a narrative built into it, and uh, it lends itself to making like sequences of images or even like long comics. You know, because uh, the thing that's happening is kind of a story. You know, even if it's like one image, it's like something clearly is happening, something really dramatic. You know, yeah, it's something where like. You can't be satisfied entirely by drawing just like one nice picture because you want to see like what happened before that and after that like what did it look like at this point or at this point or at the very end you know and like the more you draw the the better the thing becomes you know and uh i think that can lead to uh just making a lot more uh, art and content than you know you might have intended at first and uh, that's just something I think is kind of cool about transformation art, you know? Yeah, as opposed to, like, uh, all furry art, there's something special there about TF art, I think. I agree with you. That's a good point. Like, and it, it is something that can be entirely visual, you know? Uh, unlike most, like most kinds of stories or most just... I don't know, if there's things you would draw that would take lots of frames and lots of pages, you know? This is something where it's just such a strong visual thing that like be, being an artist that draws it is like, it really lets you get some intense emotions and feelings out. It, um, it really, uh, lets you practice your anatomy like a lot because there is so much that you can do. And especially when you draw like a lot and a lot and a lot of TF, there's so much variation that you can add with different scenarios and combinations of anatomy drawing transformation in a, a as commissions has been the most creatively fulfilling job I've ever had because it's always different and I really appreciate that you're forced to learn something new every time yeah it's great and you really you really gotta know anatomy to be able to visualize it in your own head what it would feel like what it would look like it's also, like. Yeah, it's also great because if you mess up your anatomy, you can say, oh, it's transformation. Damn it, I was going to make that joke. God damn it. Too late. 
<laughs> well, that only applies if you're not OCD. Yeah, if so. you're not counting your pixels. Damn it. Well, it could make it a little less intimidating, maybe, to don't like, look show at me people like that. your art. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, like, I, I feel like it's kind of easier to get into drawing in the first place by doing transformation art just because it is it is it's a much more you, you it's there's, there's a lot less pressure there to make things look accurate i i think that's a really powerful thing and i i truly believe this it might seem a little aggrandizing but like i starting with tf interests um well it really forces you to look at things a certain way to really think about how everything feels like what it would feel like from this creature's perspective or even this thing's perspective and how it would look and it makes you imagine things in your head a lot more i find most tf furries or just tf people in general have an incredibly vivid imagination um one of the things i really like about doing tf stuff is there's always a sense of identity included in it and you could that's true for almost all furry art but like a lot of furry art is like a separation of your character from yourself that makes sense but with tf art you can do it one of two ways i find you can do it where it's you yourself your own persona transforming into the thing which is kind of where i tend to fall on the scale or or you can do it as a way of like escaping your normal life self and becoming something that you would want to be rather than yourself. I think that's and why both are really yeah, powerful. I think that's why transformation is so popular specifically in the furry community because it's already built on this idea that you're escaping or enhancing uh real life. So I mean it makes sense that people would then go on to fantasize about the transition between real life and your preferred life. And all the sensations in between, which I can't think of, like Adam was saying, I can't think of a lot of, well, I can't think of a lot of things that are as intense as TF, like sense, sensation-wise, sensuality. Like, TFing must be the most powerful thing you could ever experience right yeah like, like i can't think of anything that would be more like just like it's you're being forced to like feel every single part of your body like like getting bigger or smaller or stretching or growing you know like things stuff or things are coming out of things your skull is crunching <laughs> yeah. like your your brain is changing shape you know and if you think about it for even a little bit like it's like geez like it's like it would be enough to make somebody go completely crazy and that's why we all hate it when uh in a video game or a movie or something it's just like bloop and it's like oh they changed you know and like there's there's no process shown at all like oh it's easy you know no reaction (laughs) poof (laughs) poof some people like poof tf because it's more comfortable for them which i totally get yeah i get but like easier to draw for sure yeah i personally like long drawn out transformations i like ones that last like literally months 
because then you really get to know each new part of yourself very, very intimately. Yeah, drawing it out and getting to experience all the transitional states. Yeah. I, I love the, the in-between states a lot. There is something to be said for poof, transformation, but it's not my thing. Well, you know, yeah. Not every not every film or piece of media needs like a fifteen minute long, gratuitous, disgusting, detailed scene that has nothing to do with the plot. You know, but what do you mean? Yes, it all, does. We, we all we all secret <laughs> we all secretly want it though. At least, yeah, that's right. The people that would be listening to this podcast, and that's why I, probably. That's why I read Animorphs every single week as a kid, because I was guaranteed just paragraphs and paragraphs and paragraphs of, like, bones sticking through skin and horrible crunching noises and eyeballs, like, protruding from sockets and all kinds of horrible, disgusting things that I thought were really cool. Yeah, this metal, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> There's certainly a body horror element to it, but, like, I find it fascinating how that body horror element can stop being so body horror-y once there's an acceptance and even a desire that like starts manifesting. I there is um, still there is still a part of me that finds it gross when I think about it too much. Um, but often in the moment I do enjoy it. I think it's however you, you know, imagine it. At the end of the day, sadly it is in, you know, physically impossible uh i think we all hope that someday in vr it would be possible to make it really vivid and maybe hook up your nerves to it or something like that and you can do lucid dreaming but you know well, me I'd, i i would settle for just a basic vr headset and be able to look at my own reflection and see something else or maybe i'll be able to afford a fursuit sometime and you know it's not it's not quite as impressive but it, it would be something at least Absolutely. It'd be awesome. But, but yeah, I was, uh, early, but yeah, early on in my life, I thought I was, I was, I must be the only person in the world that thinks this stuff, like, like, is like this interested in this particular thing. I am such a weirdo, but, uh, it was a real shock. It was like around like the year 2000 or so when I found like transfer.net back in the day. Oh yeah, and, uh, it was just it was earth shattering. Like like oh my god, like there are other people that are like this. Like I never imagined such a thing could be possible, you know. And yeah, I was pretty happy when I found that website too. The world yeah. the world we live in now. If any of us open, like said, hey, uh, I'm opening for like ten commission slots, they'll just they might just instantly get filled because there's just like so many people that are interested in this stuff now. And want to visualize their own version of it, you know. It's it uh, awesome. it, it's really really cool because furry art is one of the few things where it's it's like funded by the people that like it, and there's no evil corporation getting its, getting its tendrils into it and getting a cut of everything and like diluting it. You know, it, it is like people spending money to have artists create things that are just for them and not for anybody else. Like it's nice if it's it's nice if a lot of people like it, but it's just for this one person. And it's like really, really special and it's unique, you know? And, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's such an individual thing. I think that that is unique about it. And, uh, 
that kind of brings me to a point I wanted to make uh, that the reason, like the reason I see it, that corporations don't get the like corporatize the whole subject, even though they kind of are, because you start to see TF movies come out more, like Pixar. Well, I'm okay with I forget that. that big red panda. <laughs> I'm okay with that too. Yeah, but big red panda movie, I can't remember what it's called. I think it was just and, called Big Red. Uh, Isn't it called oh, well, Turning there you go. Red? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Turning Red. I am happy then, about uh, that movie. And Luca, the fish. Um, one thing you'll learn about me if you listen to this podcast enough is that I can't remember names very well for the life of me. It's that's okay. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm always here with you, and I remember <laughs> I remember everything. I'm the main oh, one. you could... <laughs> I'd believe that you do remember everything because I can't remember whether you're wrong or not. So that's right. I've I've never been wrong. Okay, <laughs> kind of. I'm relying on you to make sure that he's not lying about that to me. Well, help. I mean, I I'll do my best. Thank you. <laughs> but um, one of the things that prevented corporations from corporatizing it so much, I do think, is the sexual aspect. The adults not safe for work stuff that happens with furry art and TF art. And that that's a reminder for me to say, I don't think we said it at the beginning, this podcast is going to be like, we haven't gotten very adult or sexual in talking yet, but it will be very not safe for work when we want it to be. We're going to talk Where about whatever we I, want. I think the best way to describe it is that in order to be able to talk about transformation in all of its facets, we will be touching on every part of it. Yes. Yeah, it's impossible to unlink it. And, you know, a lot of the guests that we hope to have on uh, do draw a lot of not safer work. So, you know, it, it's just a part of kind of what we want to talk about. But still, we're, you know, Hell, we do. We'll be, we might be talking about it, but it's not like we're going to be like beaming it into your brain or doing like. <laughs> yeah like live audio role play with sound effects or anything. So you'll, you'll probably no, be sa- God, safe no. unless no. the, like no, yeah. the, this is... the idea of porn existing uh, will, make, <laughs> will make you combust. It, this is not going to be the Howard Stern show. Don't worry. But I did want to bring that up just in case. <laughs> yeah. So that said, you know, uh, Miners beware, I guess. Miners go away. Get out. Yes. Bye-bye. Our intention, at least like what we're hoping to do, at least, is like every week we are going to have um, an artist, like uh, another TF artist or at least TF-related person on to just talk about their own personal experiences and, you know, their, like their views on things, you know. Just a, an excuse to just go you know talk about anything related to you know transformation stuff yeah exactly and we'll all be really cool because we talk to a bunch of popular people <laughs> that's right we'll see. <laughs> we got the connections yo no we do i i think we made the point one time that every one of us like we're like one or two uh connections away from talking to anybody in the tf fandom it certainly feels that way sometimes. I'm not sure if it's actually true. But it's a tight-knit community, and I really like that. That is the thing that I like about it the most, um, is the fact that before I started contributing on my own, I had a lot of uh, 
parasocial crushes on a couple of artists that I really enjoyed uh, the work of. And now I talk to most of them, which is still very surreal. I know it's not, you know, uh, it's not infinite. Uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I know what you mean. Like, yeah, <laughs> you could. If you told yourself like a year ago that like, oh yeah, I know blankety blank and we talk all the time and your, your younger self would be like, oh my God, that's oh basically that. Yeah. <laughs> God, the amount of that I felt <laughs> like uh, the first artist, and I kid you not, the the very first artist I saw when I searched TF art online, I went onto a website called Where Cats, or no, it was Bender's Werewolves of Suburbia, some ancient site, which I don't even know if it's still up anymore, but it had TF art on it. And the first artist I saw was a person named Griff. Oh, regardless yeah. of your feelings on the person or not, like their art is of a very realistic quality. Like it, and like here's young me seeing this and going like, oh wow, I guess all TF art online is photorealistic or gonna be photorealistic. Yeah, like, yours better look at least as good as Griff's, or you're gonna get kicked out. <laughs> it's a, a very impossible to meet standard in my tiny brain. Ugh, but yeah, it it's pretty amazing how far everything has come since then. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's an odd. It's like, God, I'm going to sound like such a douchebag saying this, but it's an odd thing to have looked up to some past artist that made all these amazing things that like set your imagination on fire. And then like, at some point, somehow your art like surpassed their art in quality. You look back on the old stuff that you used to love of theirs and you're like, wait a minute, like I know how they made that now. And honestly, I've drawn it, I've, I've drawn it a little bit better than that now, but like this person still seems above me in such a like inspirational way, you know? Yeah, totally. Uh, and yeah, like, like, uh, any, anyone you might think is like a competitor or a rival or whatever, you know, they're all just like, like they're not the same, but you know, you can eventually just be friends with them and be cool with one another and support each other. And, you know, help each other, and it's it's been a really like comforting feeling to ha- have all these other people to fall back on. You know, anytime you start feeling very much feeling like a like a weirdo or a fraud, you know, all those like fake artist feelings that you might get now and then. Which, let's face it, it's easy to fall into those things when you're thinking about like when you're a fan of like bones stretching and muscles like twitching and pulsing and trying to imagine what that would feel like. Uh, you can start to feel like, is there something wrong with me? But then, Oh no, uh, other people are into this too. And it's actually a really, really rad thing. Yeah, and there's, there's room for, there's room for all kinds of styles. There's room for all kinds of like focuses, you know, and there's always going to be more people that want art than there are TF artists. So like, it's great that everyone's like expressing themselves and like, doing things their unique way, you know? Uh, Very much. Uh, I don't know, you know, like, I've, I've felt alone a lot in my uh, earlier life, you know? I never really felt like, felt like part of a community, and e- even now I feel like, like, I'm not really there, I'm just like a, a bystander or something, and I just interact with it sometimes, but 
in a very real way though they've like helped helped me a lot i and i I appreciate that yeah the uh the main reason that i personally am invested in this podcast is because because i live in a time zone where most of my friends are asleep most of the day i still can feel quite alone wanting to just be around people who kind of understand transformation in the same way that I do. And I have often wanted just something to listen to in the background that is transformation related or, or like as close to it as possible. And there just hasn't really been much. Uh, And so I, I am thinking that there's probably some people out there that are in a similar situation and not only do would I like to be a part of this for myself, but also hopefully be able to keep other people company, even though I have definitely talked the least so far because of all of the distractions. No worries, man. Yeah, you're good. But I live in a way. Yeah. I value your input a lot, like the most, because. You're the, you know, no offense, but you're the youngest, and I really value your perspective on it, because you grew up in a world, I'm not even that much older than you, (laughs) but you just grew up in a time that is so different in terms of how TF is viewed by everybody. We're still, I mean, we're not that different, but we're still (laughs) different generations. Yes, yeah, And I, I, I grew up in a time where it was more like, everyone was like mostly accepting i also live in australia and people can be super mean here but anyway uh i i grew up in a time that was like a lot more accepting i think of of all of that because people were growing up kind of surrounded by it and there was also a lot of media when i was a kid that just had transformation in it like like fucking ben 10 um that was a thing when i was growing up danny phantom ben 10 was on tv when i was a kid i would have like lost my mind (laughs) <laughs> yeah i right? re- I remember Seriously. being introduced to ben 10 and i was like what the fuck is this this bullshit and then like the first transformation scene happened and i'm like this is my favorite show i'm never watching anything else ever again <laughs> he slams the omnitrix down and you see all like the, the muscles and veins in his arm and he's like roaring and yeah, slowly it's, changing it's crazy like it's, as a kid i love that um it's a it's a far shot from like when I was growing up and like Turbo Teen came on. Yeah. <laughs> like this empty, soulless, blank stare as he like mutates horribly <laughs> into a car. It's so fucking weird. And you liked it. <laughs> you liked it anyway because that's all there was on TV. <laughs> well, no, it awoke. That kind of stuff awoke things in me. Like, I'm not kidding, but back, you know, it's it's come a long way, is my only point. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it's kind of interesting you know like we're all we're all to different degrees like like shy and like hermity type people that we respond when poked online if you're yes. lucky but i'm i've always i've always been nervous about putting myself yeah. out there I've, like i've gone to anthrocon multiple times and just kind of like sat in the corner and i've been like i i can't talk to any of these people i'm too scared you know but like uh doing that. something like doing something like this though we it's possible that we might inspire like younger uh, people like us to feel more included and like they're a part of something. And even though we're like dorks, uh, nice. we can be cool. We can be cool to somebody, you know? 
<laughs> yeah. I, I if we don't if we don't quit next week. Yeah, man. <laughs> I've never been to a convention before. This is the most I've done. This is the furthest out I've reached. So this is um, pretty nerve wracking for me. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised if uh, if this gets any attention. It'll only be positive. I think. I don't even but... mind if it doesn't get much attention. Yeah, man. I want to keep doing it. Yeah, it's fun. It's good for us as well. And that's a nice thing. It's not a pain to do or anything. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, for those it's that, helping me figure things out. For those that haven't been, though, like, I found when I was younger, I went to anime conventions just because I don't even like anime that much, but it was just something to go to with all my friends at the time, you know? And it was cool to see all the costumes and just panels about dumb shit and, you know, the dealer's den with all the cool stuff you can buy and furry conventions are exactly the same they're just different costumes and the odds of me actually running into someone i know are up by like a thousand times which is cool but that is really uh, cool that is i yes, really yes. want to go to a convention one day because i am so desperate to just meet someone in real life like that i can see with my eyes and just be in the same room as who is into transformation because it is kind of surreal for me I live in a place where nobody really knows anything about transformation at all, and I don't really know any furries in real life at all. So just being able to go to a place and see like a bunch of this crow is really annoying. To, be, to <laughs> I, go to I, a place I, and see, I I appreciate that it's there, but the fact that it is only cawing every time <laughs> I speak is kind of tedious. But anyway. <laughs> Yeah, being able to go hi, to a, hi, hi. I, yeah, being able to go to a place and see people would be absolutely surreal. I'm very jealous uh, for all of the people who have been able to go to Midwest Fur Fest recently. Sadly, like Kobara and I live like a half hour drive from that place, but we are so unbelievably poor right now that we can't even afford to go. Oh, it's not even <laughs> funny. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, good times in the States right now, let me tell you. Mm. But, uh... Yeah, I, I guess what I... Can you believe that we've been talking for, like, over an hour now already? That's good. We should keep talking I... for longer because I feel like there's going to be some huge cuts. I hope um, that's not... Like... I, I hope that's actually not true because my timer says 53 minutes right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my... Wait... My timer says 54 minutes. I haven't been running a timer. Do you just look on the record? Oh, yeah, yeah you're right. I thought it was over an hour. I was close. Yeah. Okay, I judged. I... You scared me. <laughs> we're not even at an hour yet. Well, we're, okay. we're, not, we're not out of things to talk about. Transformation, it's boring now, and uh, it's over. <laughs> no. Derivative. I could, talk about this for, I could talk about this for years, man. Um, yeah, same. I, I was interested, actually, in asking, uh, since we are going to have guests on, hopefully, uh, who is the person that you personally want on more than anything else? Oof. Is this an That's okay question. question to ask? Uh, I guess so. I, I think so. I'm going to yeah. give kind of a generic response, but the... Uh... The first time I ever saw TF art back in 2000 or whatever year it was, 
uh, it was a. Uh, I just brought up some like GeoCities website or something called. It was just called Transformation Sequences, and it just had a bunch of just random, like, like slide slideshow images from t- cartoons and just r- random furry artists at the time. But uh, uh, Pickle Juice was all over that uh, website. Just anything he ever, like drawn up to that point was on this this gallery, and it was like the first TF art I'd ever seen. And he had this werewolf sequence that was just like, like the coolest, most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life, you know. And this is a dude. This is a dude that's been around for like a thousand years, and I'm not. I'm. I'm honestly not sure what if if he still does anything. But if I could like magically pick somebody to interview, it would be him. That sounds one of, the, one of the one of the oldest, like most prolific TF artists, like ever. At least that's been around the longest, you know. I don't even know who that For is. Sure. <laughs> well, his stuff isn't on like for affinity or anything. You can, you would kind of have to dig yeah. to find it, but like it it is around still. Uh, hello, hello. Can you guys hear me? I can hear yes. you now. That was okay. really weird. Oh, that was scary. <laughs> uh, I thought the internet died here. Yeah. <laughs> Well, maybe like the aliens flew by, flew by, flew by. The Mewtwo's flew by. Well, I, I'm recording everything I just said. Yeah. Even if you guys didn't same. hear it. Yeah, same, same. Okay. So no worries. <laughs> Where were we though? Well, I was um, done. I was. I, yeah. I, I just said that uh, like, co- like okay. pickle juice was the first artist I ever saw for TF art of, and. I respect him a lot, and it would be cool to like hear what he has to say about like anything. But uh, you yeah. know, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, it's, it's someone else's turn, please. I can go. <laughs> so, I have an answer, but I know I'm already stealing, probably stealing someone else's answer. So I'll say that answer first, and then I'll pick something else. Yeah, uh, Curio. Oh well, is I'd... the artist. Yeah, I'd love to have him on too, but he's actually not my answer. Oh wow, I'm surprised. Yeah. Why do you want Kyrie? Um, he has a lot of, I think, feelings about TF that I relate to, and also a lot of things he's done with art that I'm really super curious about. Uh, I'm very interested in his whole uh, journey through TF and what it's meant to him and stuff throughout time, I guess. Because it's been really interesting seeing all his work over time. Yeah, that's totally fair. If it wasn't him, uh, let's see. For anyone wondering, Kyrio is uh, one of the two people that inspired my art style. Uh, it was Curio and Nico, um, who both inspired mine. They're I'm both sure everybody blue. Knows, everybody knows. Yeah, I know they're both blue. Everybody knows probably who <laughs> Nico true. is, but the way that you're supposed to pronounce his name sounds nothing like how it's spelt. Uh, not, so not, <laughs> Ni- Nigalt. Yeah, that's Ni- what I always Ni- used to say before I knew better. Nigalt, <laughs> that guy. Uh, I'd like to think that my art style is a combination of those two artists because those were my main inspirations. For sure, for sure. But the person um, that the person that I would want 
to <laughs> I know that you've got someone else to save. Uh so I don't know if you want to say that first. No, you go, it's all good. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The person that I want the most on this podcast, and I don't think it'll ever happen because I don't even know if he's part of the like if he even goes on the internet anymore. But there's this guy uh that used to write a story now this is also my call out like does anybody else know what this is because every single time i've talked to someone about it every single time nobody has had any any idea what this is but i know that a lot of people know about it because there were heaps of comments on the stories when i used to read it back on deviantart when i was like 13 i found this story on deviantart called the college drag by an uh, like a writer i guess called farm fresh and I read the shit out of that. I was so into that story. I read it every single night before bed. I oh, I read a chapter a day for like three months because it's huge. Uh, and then there was this like slight... Then, then, he, then after the main college drag finished, he did like a couple of short extra stories on the end. And then he started a new series called Feral Time. And then it ended on a cliffhanger. And now that's it. <laughs> are you and just it's been are, like, are you just wanting to grill this guy for like what the ending was going to be? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, man. I just, he was my main inspiration. He's like uh, prolific to me because that's the like kind of, he, he is cemented in this like short bubble of my life where I was so, so like innocently inspired by this story of this guy turning into a dragon at the very beginning and like for most of the story he's just the dragon and he's like learning to live in kind of semi-normal life uh with other dragons and like people trying to and it's like midwest america too so it's like a, a bunch of like uh cr- like very exaggerated characters and i really enjoyed where it go? where altered and i are from yeah so yeah um ugh, that was my phone um and I just, if I was able to talk to him one day about anything, then I would absolutely love to talk to Farm Fresh. All right, so Kobara, I think you had a real answer to go along with your fake answer. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't a fake answer. Kirio is not fake. No, <laughs> where is he? I'd love to have him. Oh, he's, he does draw himself oh, as a robot quite a lot. Oh, no. Man, now you got me thinking. I'm all paranoid. I love robots. <laughs> yes. Um? Is it cheating to give, like, three answers? Oh, my God. <laughs> Just say all the people, like, say, like, all the 20 people that you want to have on for the rest of the runtime. Cool. Okay. That's awesome. I would say Croxer. That'd TF be awesome. Central. And maybe Stickman off. Oh, that's how you pronounce that. Yeah, I don't know which, like, I know his name is Steve. Like, that's his less complicated name. Are you but yeah, one to of those three. Uh, yeah. Well, actually, because he streams and he says his name is steve like right on the stream oh okay is that you should probably stick to people's like, like usernames against the rules? i don't know actually well i think that was a good introduction podcast i mean there's nothing wrong with an hour-long podcast yeah 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 and i've listened to quite a few podcasts and how it usually goes is 
the first few episodes are like fairly short like this one until the hosts get more comfortable and then you have like four to five hour monstrosities that are impossible to listen to and that's the final evolution that sounds good it's true and i think we got a good hook on everything like we talked about what gets us into it what's good about it we can get more into the nitty-gritty with guests and focus on particular subjects we can especially talk about um, how insanely frustrating the act of creating art is and how we all have like incredible yes. mental problems and suffer from, <laughs> from anxiety yes. and night terrors yeah isn't that cool <laughs> we all have like really cool epic oh, yeah. anxiety it makes us really awesome cool people look like every great creator i firmly believe believe is like depressed like every great comic is massively depressed i don't think so I, I, I think that a lot of people who are in the creative industries are also like uh, like have mental divergence in some way that causes more angst because they don't fit in with society. But I am not going to go around saying that I think that you have to be depressed to be a good artist. But, because but it I helps. I think that's true. No, stop. <laughs> look we're not saying you have to okay 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 for real though no you don't have to be depressed i agree 100 percent. you could be a perfectly happy yes. level-headed individual with no and still make amazing things yes. you truly can and it's also okay if you're suffering from mental issues though do try and get them looked at not enough people you know that's not the point of the podcast but i know a lot of people in the furry community deal with stuff like try and take care of yourselves um i wanted to say one other thing about that that leads me to like i guess the goal one of the goals for me for this podcast is i really want to help inspire people um because like Heinick said i've often wanted to listen to more tfe anything any tf content i could get my hands on and you can only listen to like the Double Helix podcast repeated so many times, you know. And um, the wonderful three episodes, or two or three episodes of TF Talks that I am <laughs> devastated didn't continue. Now you'll have a third. Now you'll have yeah, a third man. option. Yeah, that'll hopefully last like, exactly ten episodes. A long time. <laughs> no, I want it to last. I I really 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 hope it it does well and it keeps going. Yeah. yeah, well, the hope is that this one will be on uh, YouTube, yeah, we're up. and it will be linked on Fur Affinity and oh, Twitter. Okay. And we're so obscure right now yeah. that if you asked us something, we're pretty much guaranteed to have us read it, so you should probably do it. Yep. Yeah, this is, this like, is your opportunity, folks. This is the best time to ask, because like you will most definitely be featured, unless this is like a Smash Overnight hit, which I, I mean, that would be cool, but that's not likely. Especially yeah. how awkward this episode is. <laughs> Whatever. I've, I've seen more awkward things than this. True. Oh, yeah, man. I don't think it was... Th I mean, it was a little awkward, but I don't think it was that awkward. I think... I think... Uh, I don't know. My brain juice is running low, but I'd say that I don't think there was any like colossal fuck-ups or anything. Story of my life. No. I'm really nervous <laughs> that I will say something that will get that will get me cancelled in the future 
I'm so well, nervous. Like, that's what editing. As long is as you're for. not being intent, like intentionally crass or abusive, I don't think you're gonna actually say anything that not. bad. And if you do, if it's you do, it's because it's no, the future man. and things have changed and we're old now and we don't know yeah. we don't know what the young people are talking about and I'm angry all the time. You're not gonna have a heated gaming moment. God. Well, thank you. <laughs> he, he, I, on that bombshell. A heated TF2 stay moment. On that bombshell. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the first episode of the Transformation Tuesday podcast. Yeah, thank you very much. I'm really happy that we managed to be the first people to have a podcast called the TF Tuesday podcast. That's true. Yeah, it's pretty epic. <laughs> Honestly. And I hope you all have in really nice TFE dreams tonight. Fair enough. Uh, talk to you next time. Yeah, next time. See you later. Sorry. <laughs> 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 so, that's so good. That's so